support is what becoming a more aware awakened alive creative spiritually engaged human being is all about and today we have a special guest for us a real special guest as uh, sky I think she's already on with us sky I am. How are you? hello hello thank you so much it's been fun getting to not know you through email <laughs> exactly <laughs> I know that uh, we missed our last appointment because your sister had My a baby? My sister actually had another baby. <laughs> well, you are, what, one of eight kids? Yeah, I'm one of eight kids, and now I'm an aunt to ten, the tenth one. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I grew up in a family of five kids, and I thought oh, that wow, was a lot. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Well, not as much as you. No, but that still is. For today's world, that's a lot of kids. And that is a lot of kids. Well, I grew up in a very religious... Uh, okay. You know, you, know, it felt, you know, it was like one of those uh, Utah tribes. But, uh, gotcha. <laughs> but, but back in Israel. Uh, just a quick note. So Sky Dyer is the daughter of... You know, I, I don't like to say the late Wayne Dyer. That's kind of... You know, maybe the early Wayne Dyer? Early for sure, whatever you want to say. <laughs> early for our times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a pleasure for me because I'm a 36 year old who is working tirelessly at times to becoming a spiritual teacher in, in these days, and quite frankly, your dad is really one of the only a live inspiration uh, I've had growing up. I had some other ones like Osho and Krishnamurti, okay. but most of it, you know, most of my. Uh, Audible is your dad's talks and books. So it's really, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And oh, that's wonderful. Well, he's been my greatest teacher as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's really, I wanted to, wanted to talk about really is, is, is you and your process. And, you know, as I, I don't really, not, obviously, I don't know what it's like to be you. Maybe one day yes. somebody's <laughs> going to ask my kid, I have a four-year-old at home, uh, what it's like to be my son. But that's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's in the future. Um, what's it? Honestly, I know your latest. You're a musician. You're a songwriter. Your latest CD is "Letting Go," mm -hmm. and I'm really curious. What are you? What are you talking about? Who are you letting go of? Yeah. So basically, I mean, I I feel very fortunate because both of my parents were always. Um, you know, they were both. Not, you know, my mom obviously still is, and I, I feel wherever my dad is, he is as well on a spiritual path. And so I was kind of you know, shown this way at a very young age. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I knew that when I was really young. I think I still thought like, oh, my, you know, some of the things my parents said are a little out there and there was always weird things happening in my house that really aren't weird. But as a child, you, you want, you know, them to be like everyone else's parents. 
And um, yeah, it was it was about a point in my life where I I was traveling with my father because I used to sing at all his lectures, and it just kind of clicked. You know, I took at least you know there were so many things that I learned each time he spoke and when I read his books and, and my mom too uh, you know as well but it it was just little things that I would get along the way that would help me grow you know spiritually intellectually and in, in so many ways and it was getting to that place of you know just letting go and just understanding that you know you're you're kind of you're it's all already laid out for you you know and it's just you just kind of um you know, just understanding that and um, being at peace with that, and that's that's where I am. I mean, I still I'm still a human being, so I still deal with things that I I wish I could handle better. But it's all a, a process, and you know, and growing. And um, I think the the key is to just keep learning and and striving to get to that place. And and that's kind of what that CD was about was just you know, kind of accepting myself and and letting go. And and um and that that's really it. So as I as as I myself. Um, getting ready when I get ready to do a talk or to yeah. approach a group there is something that I listen to over and over again and it's the last half hour of your father's latest book that I, oh, I can wow. see clearly now and yeah that half hour is all about hey there is a plan out there for you and yeah. just you know let go let the flow I mean really just let life guide you there's a bigger yeah. purpose there's a there's something happening to you yeah and how it's it's such a mind trip for us to really do that you know yeah. i'm i feel fortunate to, to embody it more and more at 36 years old and i don't i don't really know when when your father kind of took that on himself because i know he's had his own journey of yeah. <laughs> letting go into his spiritual path of course yeah for him it was it was probably in his 30s um it was when he wrote his his first book your roadie stones that was kind of the start of um, of his whole spiritual journey. Hmm. And it just, you know, like any person, it evolves the more and more you learn and grow. But yeah, same, similar to you in his 30s. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's, good. that's good to hear. Good to hear. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, so that, does, is it a little harder for you at times to, like, do you feel like people's expectations of you or the world's expectation of you, like you're supposed to be more spiritual and better and it'd be yeah, easier for you? It. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I I think I'm just harder on myself in general. So I, I, even if people have those expectations of me, I think in my mind, I always think, oh, I should handle this better. But I, I don't know if that's the, you know, I think when we're so hard on ourselves, I don't think that's a great thing either. You know, I think it's just letting that, that feeling come in. And if it's not, a, you know, a perfect spiritual one, that's okay. But it's um, it's understanding that you're you're human and you will get to that place. But um, I, yeah, I think I'm I'm harder on myself, of you know just not complaining and and um, and just I always try to come from a place of being grateful. But it's okay to sometimes feel you know a little down about something, and and that's something I'm kind of working on. So yeah, I, I think it's me that's harder on myself than anyone else's opinion of of myself. Which is really encouraging and inspiring to anyone. You know, whether listening to this or in consciousness connecting to this, because knowing that we all have to learn our lessons, right? We oh, yeah, all have to I get mean, to even, this point. Even my father, who was so amazing at helping everyone, still had, you know, he still struggled with things as well. I mean, you're, we still are, you know, have that, yeah, that human component while we're here. Um, and I think that's, you know, a lesson for all of us. But it's, it's getting to that place of, I think, realizing, you know, if a thought comes in and realizing that it's not where you want to be and then changing it. I, I think that's just the best thing we can do. Was there a point in your life, is it now, is it recently, is it ever, that 
you came to the understanding that you still have to have the same, if not even harder journey than others because of maybe what spiritually, consciousness-wise, lineage-wise, you may have access to this wisdom, and yet you need to learn your own lessons. Is that Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand that. Well, it's, it's sometimes, you know, I think, especially around my age, finding other people to kind of, you know, speak about these things with, it's more and more. I mean, I think just in general, everyone is, you know, consciously evolving. But yeah, I do think that I, I have times where, you know, I just, I, I wonder if, I, if I'm going to be able to figure all this stuff out. And then, and then you know, you just get back on that path and, and do that. And um, yeah, I do think there's a little bit of thinking that you're, you're going to know everything because I have the tools. But it's still, um, yeah, it's just knowing that you have the tools and using them. Is, is there a specific time or story or a place where you realize that, oh, oh my God, I, you know, I have to do this for myself. It doesn't really yeah. matter what I have access to. This is my journey. Yeah, I think it's just, um, I don't know. I think possibly um, when I was traveling with my dad, there were a couple lectures that he gave where it really just clicked. And I thought to myself, okay, I think he's speaking to me. You know, even though he's my dad, I'm still sitting there in the, I was sitting there in the audience. And, and it just kind of made sense that, oh, wow, this is my life. You know, I, I'm not living anyone else's. And um, I, had, I had a tendency, I think because I'm kind of the middle child, I had a tendency to kind of take care of everyone else and go above and beyond for everyone else. And I wasn't really doing that for myself and putting, um, you know, what I wanted first. And I think that's a big part of also growing as well. It's, it's, it's about serving for sure. And I think you always need to serve. But it's also, you know, like you said, that everyone has a purpose. It's also being on purpose because when you are, I think that's when you can truly help everyone else. And, um, yeah, it, it just... I think it was a couple years ago for me where it clicked where I thought, okay, am I, am I living on, you know, my purpose? Am I, am I really giving, you know, my all for these gifts that I was given? And, um, yeah, that's, that's something I still kind of go back and forth. But I think it was a couple years ago listening to him speak. It just, it just kind of clicked with me. And did, if, do you have a support network? Was it difficult for you to get a support network? Like I, I know that for me, especially, I always felt, um, I always felt in a way that I'm relying on my intelligence, I'm relying on my inherent gifts, and yet, when it came down to put myself out there, I didn't have any more advantage than anyone else because you still have to rely on, fit, basically, just like every great movie out yeah. there. And I'm not saying great as in artistically great, but something that uh, got through the masses. There's a specific formula, right? There's a three-act system. There are certain things that the human human brain and the human heart is conditioned to. And we still have to strategy, you know, to have a certain strategy. We still have to do something that's common in order to get our uncommon wisdom out to the people where are Mm -hmm. you in that in your career like have you hit that point do you realize have you you know you know so you say a couple of years ago a couple of years ago you realize that you have to have your own path where are you in in actually how how close are you how far are you in yeah you know that's a good question you know um it's been kind of this you know, since my father passed away, it's been a very different year because I, I kind of, you know, I've been on the road with my dad for the past, gosh, I started traveling with him at 21 and I did it more as a kid, but, you know, obviously I was in school, so I couldn't, you know, couldn't do it full time. 
And um, I realized at some point that I was, I loved it, you know, because I got to be with my father all the time. But I was, I was truly, you know, writing songs for his lectures and, and, you know, kind of on his purpose, he would kind of tell me what a PBS special would be about. And then he'd say, okay, write a song for it, you know, that you can sing. And um, yeah, I, I realized that I was really just doing it more for him than for myself. And when he passed away, it was kind of a shock to my system because I thought, oh, wow, there's no one telling me what I need to write, what I need to say. Um, if I really want to have myself you know, out there, I have to just let it come from me. There's, there's no guidelines now. And it's been, um, it's been a very trying time because no matter what, when you lose someone you love, it's, it's, um, even if you know, I have the moments of being spiritually sound and knowing that he's still here and you know, he's with me, and I, and I truly believe that and I feel him, but it's still a matter of, you know, you, you miss you miss the human contact, the just the calls, the talking to, and it's um, figuring out, okay, who who am I, what am I going to say? Because I was so I was so entwined with my father and his work that I really I really wasn't saying, you know, yes, it was all from me, it was written from me, but it was it was a guideline from my father. So it was very different. So yeah, I think I'm I think I'm closer to my goals because I'm I'm in a place where now I understand that I to really connect with people, I have to be as authentic as possible, and that is to share what I feel. And um, I think getting to that point is, you know, it's closer, but I still have to let it get out there and finish writing and, and share it with everyone. So, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's far away, but I know it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a work in process well, or progress. <laughs> well, that's beautiful because, you know, I've had so many people call me up uh, and say, hey, you know, and I'm sure you, you have a lot of the same background you know if if Wayne passed like what hope do we have you know there yeah, is there is that I feeling I've, yeah I got thousands of messages saying that yeah and, and, but but, let, but let's really take it take it you know zoom out for a second and realize yeah. that he has you know a big family and his existence yeah. is not just about himself his existence yeah. is about his his entire family of you know human beings and very directly to his kids yeah. and knowing when it's time knowing when it's time to go and allow and allow you allow you to find your own way yeah now how special is that it yeah it is i mean even i mean what's so crazy is you know it's obviously personal but the, the night that my father passed away obviously i didn't know anything we we had just gotten back from new zealand he flew to hawaii i flew to florida my dad passed away the next day and that night, I remember thinking, okay, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? Do I continue traveling with my father? Do I, do I branch out on my own? And, and in a way, I kind of feel like he's saying, okay, it's, it's, it's your time. And, and I would, oh gosh, I would give back anything to have him here. So that's not what I mean in any means. But I think it's kind of him saying, figure out what you want to do. You know, and I, and I, I really feel that. I feel that he's, he's still around all of us and, and, um, and I think he is guiding from there because I get so many people that tell me, you know, tell me stories about how they feel that he's 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 with them, and it's it's really a connection. I mean, how many people were touched by him passing away, and I think that that really makes a lot of us, you know, want to kind of change this world. You know, I think everyone already did, but sometimes when you lose someone that was so, you know, visionary in your growth, 
you know, you, you want to do more and you want to, you know, like you said, you, you have a, a group of people that are always, you know, all, always evolving and, and there's, there's pockets and it's more and more where people really want to do good in this world and spread love and, and grow spiritually. And, um, and it's all, it's all a positive thing. I think my, I think my dad was really ready to go on and this was his next, um, this is where he thought he could help the most, in my opinion. <laughs> That's beautiful. And yeah. we'll be back in a minute. Almost giving up Cause I never saw An end in sight All my life Been waiting for A chance to break free Created more Never backing down From who I am to be Made it all A new, honestly, it sounds, it feels like another birthing, another rebirth opportunity for you to really spread yeah. your message, your love. Yeah, I, I feel that way as well. Do you, now, do you have, would you mind sharing some of your vision for the world through your art, through your music, through your expression? I know you've had just a not too much time because it's probably been a whirlwind for you since your dad's passing. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I don't know that I can, you know, my father's footsteps, you know, were so big, but I'd I love if, you know, anyone can follow in his footsteps and, and keep this message going. I'm, I'm not so much of a writer in the sense of, you know, author and speaking thing, but I would love to be able to touch people with my music and make anyone feel you know, just happier and more, you know, um, you know, not alone. And there's so much, there's so many artists that are doing that now. And I really think that's the direction that everything needs to go, you know, less violence, less, um, less hatred. I mean, that's, that's the really, in my opinion, it, it, I know sometimes people say, Oh, but you're so naive, but I think that's the only way we really do move on is, and, um, and, you know, make our world okay is that we finally understand that we are all one. Um, I think it's hard for some people to understand, but, I would love to be able to share that and get people to, you know, really hear that. You know, as much as people read my dad's books, the most people, you know, found his work and who he was through his PBS specials. I think it's just a broader, you know, spectrum when you can get on TV or radio, anything like that. So, yeah, that, that would be my goal is just to keep spreading this message of love and, um, and, and just kind of, you know, talking about people that are doing it, like you and so many people, and just keep, make sure that there's always people doing this. How do you deal with this sense of responsibility in a way? You know, the, there's, a, there's a part of you that probably knows that whatever you want to do, you probably can, and that's such added pressure. I yeah, mean, 
<laughs> well, you know that it's only you that's keeping, you know, I know that if I'm not doing something that I want to, it's it's only me that's causing that limit. Because they're, they're, you know, I basically, that's one thing I've been taught. If you if you ask for it, you, you know, you kind of put it out there, you know, to the universe, then it's it's normally going to happen. And um, I think the things that haven't happened are because my, my own mind and my own limits are, are basically in the way. So I do understand that it is a lot of added pressure because, you know, once you know all these things, it's it's kind of, you can't blame anyone but yourself. <laughs> so what, speaking of the opposite of blame, uh, do you have your own practices or rituals to help you get centered and grounded? Is there any? Yeah. 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 I mean, I meditate every day. Um, There was a meditation that my dad and I used to do on the road every single day. So I haven't stopped that because I just felt like it was, it was um, such a special thing that we did. And um, I do that every day just to kind of keep myself grounded. I, you know, one of the biggest things is just, is giving back. I mean, I think just in any way, whether it means volunteering or just doing something kind for anyone, that that helps me stay very centered because I really think that, uh, you know, through it all, the one thing that we should be is always, you know, like I said, serving. You know, make sure you're still taking care of yourself, but serving, that that makes me feel very grounded. And, um, yeah, I mean, I like, you know, I like to exercise. That always makes me feel kind of just, you know, calms me down a little bit to get some energy out. But, yeah, those are kind of my, you know, things I like to do every day. So, you know, moving the body, getting back in yeah, the body. definitely moving the body. And and for you, meditation, is it a place of stillness? Is it where yeah. you expand to the to the support and messages from life? Would you? Is it a public meditation that other yeah, people can tune actually, into? Yeah, it's actually, it's a pretty short meditation. It's, it's called a, it's Kriya meditation. You can find it on YouTube. Um, it's, yeah, it's a pretty easy one. He actually speaks and explains it beforehand, but the actual meditation is only about 15 minutes long. It's Isha Kriya. And, um, yeah, he, you can do it twice a day if you want. That's normally what I would do is twice a day, you know, morning and afternoon. But once a day is, is amazing as well. But it's really what you, what I've learned with meditation and a lot of friends that meditate, it's what you, you know, kind of feel connected to. Some people listen to this meditation that I do and they don't love it, you know, so it just doesn't resonate with them. And then they listen to something else and that works with them. So it's just what you feel is, um, is you know, working for you. And, and yet there's such an importance that if I, 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 I usually, I look at the, where people are at and mainstream and I just looked on the top grossing apps on iTunes and meditation yeah. is getting up there. So yeah, oh, of course. It, it, yeah, people that you, you know, I have friends that would used to kind of make fun of the fact that I meditated and said it's kind of, oh, you're doing that, like, you know, kind of fairy dust stuff over there. And, and now they do it. So it's just a matter of when you're, you know, my dad used to always say when the student is ready, you know, the, <laughs> the teacher will appear. And it's just when you come to a place in your life where you're ready for it. And I didn't always meditate. I was My parents had us all learn TM meditation when I was very young. I was about 12 years old. And um, we, we all had to go through the course, and we did everything. And, you know, how lucky is that? But I didn't understand yet. I, you know, at the time, you get a walking meditation because you're technically, they think, you know, you're maybe not ready to just be sit and still, you know, sit and still like that. But um, it wasn't until maybe, I don't know, five years ago that I really understood the power of meditation. I used to always do it before I sang. That was a given just because to calm my nerves, but I, I wasn't really understanding that if this would calm my, you know, calm me before I sing, then what a benefit this would be in everyday life. But now I, you know, I make sure to do it every day. So does meditation help you 
with your visioning and intentions because we know that your father's i mean at least for me the the magic was his power of intention was yeah. the clarity that he had about creating a reality first and then allowing yeah. it to manifest and i sense if i may be bold that you could probably use some of that in your life oh of course i mean that's it's funny because he used to before he would write a book he would you know call over at hay house and have them basically make a cover of a book so so it'd be that it was the end it was a finished product and he would sit with that on his desk and then he would start writing and yeah i could definitely <laughs> i could use some of my dad's own advice right now it's probably a good idea if i <laughs> i just have a cd cover made but yeah it's 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 a great way to think because it's basically you're already seeing it as a finished product and um, it's just, I think, I mean, I think no matter what, any of those tools that are going to help you, why not use them? You know, speaking of a CD cover made, you need more than a CD cover made. You probably need to have the, uh, pre- to the trailer for you coming on TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just make it bigger than ever. <laughs> right. So it's, it's important. And, you know, it would be fun to actually follow up with you over the next couple of years because... It, it is important for you to actually do that, whether you do it on your own on a freelance website or using some of the people you know, to actually get a trailer that speaks about you coming on TV. Is it like a, is it a, is it a concert? Is it more of a mix? What, what do you envision for yourself? Because right now the huh. gods are listening. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I always, I, I actually get asked to speak at a lot of things, but I, I never envisioned myself doing something like that, but I don't know if I, I could be pigeonholing myself a little bit, but I, I do envision myself, you know, having a concert, singing, and, and, and just sharing of myself a little bit, maybe not a, a lecture, but speaking a little bit in between songs, and um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I always saw myself performing, which is, you know, what I do now on a smaller scale, but um, yeah, that's, that's how I would, I would like to, you know, see it and, and have it happen. Well, I don't know if it's a mistake or a strategy because when I was looking for your stuff on Amazon, I found it under self-help. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you're already doing it. You're already putting yourself at least, what, again, it could be a strategy or it could be... Uh, oh, I actually didn't even do that. That's funny. <laughs> Does it just come up under self-help? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, so your music is already under self-help. Yeah, gotcha. Probably the most obvious things are always right there with you. So for yeah, you, yeah, of course. <laughs> so for you to make that little, you know, make the, you know, focus your energy and making some of the trailer and watching it every morning in your meditation, yeah. and really like working with some people that can just continue to remind you this is where you're going. This is what yeah. this is what your responsibility is. Yeah. is to live t- to your biggest dreams. Yeah. Cause, and of course it's going to be hard. Of, of course it's going to be challenging yeah. because what you will sing about and talk about between your songs <laughs> will be about what you're going through now, not the mm-hmm. past 11 years or whatnot. Yeah, of course. That, that's really, that's, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, no, I am excited. <laughs> is there a couple of, uh, topics that are really close to you. Obviously, letting go is a real topic. Uh, and, you know, something within, I mean, you're in a relationship. Uh, you, have any, you know, is it relationships? Is there any things that are close to you that uh, you'd like to expand on in the next um, decade? Yeah, and, you know, I just, I think the biggest thing is um, is letting people know that I, I always feel like the, the, the saddest thing for me is that some people feel that they're so alone. And, um, yeah, I think that I would always like to make people feel that they're connected. And also the biggest thing is that they, you know, that they should really feel, you know, confident in their own skin. I think that's, 
it's really tough for me to know that some people just feel so uncomfortable as themselves. And I think that's a big, um, big part of what I'd like to talk about and just, you know, kind of, kind of uplifting people. That's a, that's a big deal. Uh, yeah. Especially, <laughs> especially, I, I, you know, my wife always reminds me of how difficult it's been to just be a woman on this, you know, in this society and how it hasn't been that long before, you know, women were not really considered part of this society, literally, of in, 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 in yeah. our lifetime. Um, so good. So we're, we're going to go on break in the next minute and we will catch up with you perhaps sometimes in the next few months, a few years to check that out. That would be great. Yeah, I'm open to whenever you want to chat again. That would be wonderful. Well, I'd like to follow up with you on getting that trailer made. Even if you yes, do it, yes. even if you do it, maybe it'll be done. Good. Even <laughs> if you do it secretly on like, you know, one of those uh, freelance websites, no one has to know, yes. but you got to get that's it done. Very, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so empowering women, empowering people to be comfortable yes. in their skin, you know, the ability to really let go into their bigger purpose and so actually that you can't skip your work you got to do your own work so any yeah, last no, words exactly. on that you're the only one that's going to create it so yeah that's very true well sky really really appreciate you trusting me trusting yes. life <laughs> i know we haven't really spoken much except a few email exchanges i'm not really sure how we got to do this but yeah <laughs> it was meant to happen that's why i i will say that when your father passed if that helps, it actually was a trigger and a sign for me to step up my game. So yeah. I think that it's a true for a lot of people. Uh, I think it, I can feel that it was a, a great timing for you and for his kids yeah. to go out and do their thing. Uh, I was brought with the Kabbalah Center, you know, and they were all teaching I- immortality. And when the head of the Kabbalah Center passed away, people were like, whoa, whoa, there's immortality. How can that be? And again, I saw it as giving his kids a chance to shine. Yeah. So really, it'd be exciting to see you uh, not just apply what your father has been teaching, but to take it on to the next phase, to the next place. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Good. We'll talk to you sometimes this year. Yes. Thank you so much. It was great speaking to you. You too. Bye. Take care. Thanks. To carry on These thoughts held their grip On every word that I said Oh how I try to bend and break These rules of mine Almost giving up Cause I never saw an end in sight All my been waiting for a chance to break free. All right, we're back. So this was fun speaking to Sky Dyer, the daughter of Mr. Dyer, one of the greatest spiritual teachers of our times. I mean, I've always been. I go to these. I go to a lot of yoga stores sometimes, and I ask them 
I said, do you have any books of spiritual teachers? And of course, they all point me somewhere. And then I say, no, I'm looking for ones that who are alive. And then there's usually like a stillness. There's very few people who are alive or are considered spiritual teacher. Not that there aren't lots of live spiritual teachers, but we have kind of lost its art. You know, we kind of we have spirituality and religion all mixed up. And I feel like there's such a vacancy right now in the world. There's such a vacancy for real spiritual teachers. And Wayne really brought spirituality to the mainstream. He did. So there is this, you know, and it's so beautiful to to hear how his daughter really, I mean, we all project, right? We project on what we think people would do if they had the resources or the talent or the access. And it doesn't really matter what you have access to it's about you taking action and actually the more you have access to in the kabbalah they call it bread of shame where you you know if you have if you use if you receive something that you're not earning your soul your soul experiences shame and a disconnect and it can turn on yourself and we can see that with people and you can hear how she is really just becoming to a becoming into her own and it's a really good reminder for anybody that's listening to this it doesn't matter what you have access to it doesn't matter who your father is or your mother is it doesn't matter if there were a uh, you know international spiritual teacher or a heroin addict you still have to do the same work and i love what she spoke about how her father would call hey house and say hey make me the cover first and he would look at the cover he would look at the cover and work backwards. And we're going to encourage her to do the same thing about her TV specials. And that's really those of you who are listening, take some notes, take some notes. Like, what is the project that you're working on? What is your big project? Work backwards. Get the book cover printed. Get the trailer done. You know, you guys can do that on, you know, website fiverr.com. You can get it done for 10 bucks. Really, you can get somebody... $30, you get something professionally looking on Fiverr. I mean, enough for you to get your motivation going. I shared with Peter, who is in the studio right now, I shared with him that my most magical years were 2007 or so, where I just watched The Secret, and I saw, oh, it's on mainstream. Let me go to California and get into that business. I literally would wake up every morning and I would write my day backwards. I would say, I'm so happy and grateful now that. And I would write all the stuff that I want to get done as if it was done. And I would get into that state of mind. I would get into that place in my heart. And, you know, I would check off at the end of the day. Seven out of ten things on my to-do list would get done. One of them was that I wanted to meet the people from The Secret. I wanted to work with them on the next secret, so to speak, and it was with a spiritual twist. And I got that, you know, I got, I got that all the way up to, you know, a day before productions, and then, of course, life happened and something else. I didn't persist, and yet those were all my lessons. These are all my places, and I'm being reminded for me to do the same thing. Uh, I have been going with the flow for 14 years now, really, since the sale of my uh, internet company back in 2001. Uh, I, I, I really got, I don't know, disappointed or disheartened. I was 21 years old, and the company that I had basically public worth $300 million on paper 
all of the making of uh, I can't say an overnight success, but a 21 year old, it was still overnight. And when we had to basically uh, get delisted or not, we didn't have permission anymore to be on the stock exchange because of some drama and it became a real business. I sold because I really wasn't after the value. I was after the money. So the moment I realized that I wasn't going to be a millionaire overnight and I would have to put time and effort to grow the company, I decided to sell. So after that sale of the company, which was a blessing and a curse, you know, the blessing was that we sold and it was, you know, more than seven digits. Uh, and it made me feel really good. The curse was I also didn't really have to work for the next three, four years because I was getting payments monthly. And while I thought that I would be able to learn new skills and new talents, I didn't really do the work anymore. And in many ways, I haven't done the work in 14 years. I've done the work of trusting and letting go and experiencing a lot of change and moving around and going for experiences and taking many, 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 many risks. But now, at 36 years old, I have a coach and he is reminding me that for me to get to where I want to be, which is more affect more change in the world, affect large-scale change in the world that would ultimately lead, co-lead with the rest of you teachers, with the rest of you wizards, to, let's get honest, world peace, people talking to each other, people respecting one another. I have to strategize, and that strategy right now takes me back to 10 years ago, which I'm not doing right now. I haven't. I'm starting to do right now. I'm committing to take the same advice I was reminding Sky the same advice, the same action that her father took. Work from the end, you know. Get the book cover, get the uh, the trailer for the TV show, and spend more time on that in meditation than trying to just you know calm myself down or get centered. Just spend real time on the power of intention. Spend real time in creating magic. It's really, really, really important, and we'll be able to track this. I mean, this is my 82nd podcast episode, almost two years, and Sky is a real example of a, the type of conversation that I've been wanting to have for two years now. The difference is strategy. The difference is making that a focus. People ask me, I get questions all the time now, like, how, you know, how did you connect with Sky? It's just life, really. I got on her newsletter and I responded to her once saying, hey, would you come on the podcast? And you've put a lot of energy and attention on a part of her, her father, and those teachings for years and years. It would make sense that she would come into your uh, energetic space, particularly maybe after he would pass. I, I really did. When he passed, it was, like, it was a sign for me. It's kind of weird to say and to admit out loud, but there was a sign saying, all right, people, my job here is not done, but my voice has been heard. Now I will continue speaking to you, but let the world, like, you know, I have a teacher who is a shaman, and he's saying that he's not having kids because his responsibility is to take his lineage back to the earth with him and allow us, w allow us to take over. There is something to be said about that. 
there is an awakening and it's our responsibility you who are listening with the big dreams with the big vision and I'm talking to spiritual teachers specifically there is a vacancy in spiritual teachers for me spirituality is the relationship with the unknown period that's all it really is it's embracing the unknown it's connecting with the unknown having a real conversation with life getting to the point of where we we are courting the unknown courting it fear of the unknown is the is kind of the baseline which we all go through and a lot of people live in it all the time but getting to a place where you're courting the un- the unknown where you're you're inviting uh please dance with me how can i flirt you into uh connection you know it's a lack of imagination i heard once from my shaman friend Uh, lack of imagination is the, your inability to get seduced by life your inability to get seduced by life and imagination is stuck when the heart is closed the heart is your mechanism to connect to the force of life the heart is your access point to the greater intelligence that is when that is why when your heart stops beating you know here not here anymore so f- opening the heart has been my work for years six years now with the community I'm working with opening the heart just so the imagination is free again opening the heart is not enough it's a good start it's really nice to be nice to people but we're not after an easy comfortable open life I mean it works for a lot of people but not you who are listening to the show you got to get working you got to get your imagination working and having a relationship where you're being seduced by life and Where you're having a real back and forth with the unknown a real back and forth with the unknown mm. heart open first courage and then action allowing the imagination and then spaced action you know action and then give it some room action right. give it some room right action give it some room I mean just like making love right truly. listening paying attention mm-hmm. and taking action mm-hmm. there is this beautiful dance and again those of you who have big dreams big aspirations you want to get more effect more change you must you must you owe it to yourself you owe it to yourself to get comfortable with the unknown and to start speaking and listening really listening And having the, the courage and the perseverance to, to stick with it when it's uncomfortable and know that you're in practice, you know, the trusting and listening and responding to the point where it becomes thoughtless, not, not careless, but you're not thinking, you're not planning, you're in flow. Kind of like in making love when you are responding and reacting, it's all kind of happening without your mind necessarily picking things. You're being led and you're leading back and forth. Almost giving up But I let it all go Instead All my life Been waiting for A chance to break free Created more Never backing down From who I am to be Laid it all on
Listening to Skydire, and you could just Google her and listen to her music. Her latest CD is Letting Go. Letting Go, you know, speaking of all of us need to let go mostly of our fears, our insecurities, our ideas of how things ought to be, how things should be, what we deserve and what's fair and what's not fair, what we may have access to or not access to. And really recognizing that life is, has a purpose for us. Life is really trying to do something through us. And like she said, you know, really it doesn't really matter who you have access to and who your father is. You still got to do that work. You still have to transform your own frog into the princess. You still have to, I wouldn't even say slay the dragon Embrace the dragon. Make love to your dragon. Be comfortable with your dragon. Rub the dragon's belly. He'll flip over and become a puppy. Yeah, have him remind you. Have the dragon remind you of the complexity and the intricacy of life. Yes, life is so beautiful. Life is so courageous and amazing. And, and... It's also because of our ability to create and what's around the corner from creation, destruction, death. We need to use it all. We need to really appreciate the beauty of the shadow, the beauty of the darkness. The, I always think of boating, you know, and how, in order, you know, how a propeller and a boat, you know, it uses the opposite and complementary forces to move forward. That's what it does in order for us to move forward with thrust, with the opposite power. Using your doubts as anchor to what you really want. Good. Using your insecurities to know what it is that you're really after. Do not try to overcome your doubt. Do not try to forget your fears. Right. Quite the opposite. Know that the moment you get to a place of what you perceive may be enlightenment of sort, uh, enlightenment is making peace with opposite thoughts. I, I believe that enlightenment is the ability to hold two opposing thoughts at the same time. So can you hold your doubts? Can you hold your contradictions? And again, another you know, favorite saying from one of my teachers is if you want to know your gift, if you want to know your gift, pay attention to how you handle your contradictions. How you handle your contradictions. You want to know your gifts. Pay attention to how you navigate your own guilt and shame. And we have a caller. Joan? Hello. Hello? Yes, you're on with the world. Oh, sorry. Um, I just, I apologize for that. Um, I just, when you two gentlemen, right before the break, were speaking of... Like there was a connection between the head and the heart um, in the dance of life's mystery. And I wanted to add in the element of the communication with the body. As, um, you know, we explore this work and through meditation, especially so many people become, you know, have access to 
what it is to be inside and like actually know what's here in this vessel and how we can, you know, really be in harmony with all of life's creation. Mm. And that starts with us. Like that starts with our relationships. It's a, it's a beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful reminder because. Yeah. You know, we kind of skip over that. And even with the, the conversation we just had with Sky, uh, it's like, oh, yeah, an exercise. Right. Like, oh, yeah, and getting in my body. And no, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. We meditate, we pay attention to ourselves, and now we take care of ourselves. Right? So the, yeah. the connection between the head and the heart is, like you just said, Joan, through the body. And for you, right, for you to... Ha, ha, how did you come to that? Was it a place of inspiration or a place of desperation? I'm just curious. Um, well, to be truthful, it's been an array of things. Right. <laughs> talk, about one, talk about one of them. Um, and, um, okay, he said, despa- he, said, he said desperation, so all the listeners are curious to hear about that. Let's be honest. That's that's what people, that that'll be more helpful. No, I mean, to, we have two listeners. types of motivation. Yes. We we can listen to a podcast or or, or read Tim Ferriss for our work week or body or whatever it is. We go, yeah, this is what I want to do, and then like me, actually, I can't. You know, I, I have a hard time brushing my teeth because of my lower back. I can't hold myself at times. So that's desperation. I'm just curious because you are coming into yourself in such a beautiful way. We know you, and we see you are just standing up for yourself and going no this is through the body just curious if you want to share any of that journey how you got here to this place yeah um i'm i'm kind of feeling into the mode of like the inspiration and like the the places i get to experience you know in everyday parts of my life as far as communing with family and friends and um just oh, beginning to see that it's like um sorry I feel like I'm going to no deep no listen people feel you you're in your body you're you. clearly in your body we can feel that we unlike Sam Lebowitz um, I like space and the podcast I don't mind having silence and breathing and laughter it's good yeah so thank you so um there have been at points, you know, in this process um, where I've felt, like, paralyzed in, in some ways. And, like, there's no way I can move forward or um, somehow get on with anything in my day. And yet, you know, like, going into nature and sitting in the grass and just, like, hearing the voices of the people who have shared themselves with me in those places and just and knowing how, like, actually what starts to come in are really, like, the reminders of how magical and strong and creative I really am. And so, essentially, down to the point, it's really the, where we are, and that is the community. No matter where we are, that's the community. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. So you go into nature, right? Being being in nature takes you back into your like your own sense of community with your own like your you know we are a community of cells, we are a community of organs, we are a community of 
billions of different life intelligences that just come together in our own bodies and you get to experience it in nature how great reminder to people to get out to take off their shoes i've seen you dance you know and without your shoes in the earth and it's the most beautiful sight you know yeah which has probably a lot to do with your just who you are as a as a modern powerful magician I know the last the last time I I that I was in a desperate place with my body uh, Joan was the one right by my side in the emergency room weren't you Joan Oh that's right yes how magical is that thing <laughs> you turned what could have been miserable and desperate into a complete pleasurable afternoon and so we I need you know there's some evidence and reminder of your Gotasinaness. Yeah. Which thank, is thank you again in public. So which is a good reminder that we don't have to wait until we end up in the emergency room to get into our body. Exactly. We really don't. I have definitely woken up in the emergency room a bunch of times until my mother told me, You know you do this every year, right? I said, Do what every year? She said, Every year you end up in the emergency room. Mm. I'm like, Huh, I didn't realize that. So it's we do we are doing this to ourselves, and it's an important reminder for those of us who know: do not wait till the emergency room. Get out there and put your feet in the ground. And uh, if you need some help laughing, just look up Joan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both. It's been such a pleasure to share with you. Good. Thank you, Joan. Thank you for being you. Thank you. Take care. So we have a couple minutes left, and let's sum it up, okay? Let's sum up the, what we take away from the show. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you have access to. We still have to do our work. And let's do our work from inspiration as opposed to desperation. And let's admit it, that the certain lessons that we're just not going to learn uh, unless we go on a path that needs to wake us up. It's important to acknowledge to acknowledge that life does have a plan for you and sometimes you do have to end up in the emergency room. Pay attention to your imagination. Work from you know, the place where you're really honest with yourself. What it is that you want to do. Just like Sky Dyer first, she said, well, you know, I want to speak. I want to get my music out there. And then we reminded her, no, what she really wants to do is be on TV is use the largest medium possible, which she has had first-hand experience seeing how much that works. And we're going to keep following up with her and to see how she goes from here to being in front of millions and millions and millions of people spreading her message. Starting at the end first. Get that book cover out. Get that website done. Get that trailer out. Act as if what you already want is there and use that, that inspiration. Get real support. Get a real support network. Use what you have access to. Use, don't wait for the raise. Don't wait for the investor. Don't wait for whatnot. Use what you have access to right now, and it's always right under your nose. And through all of this, through all of this, it's imperative to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Meditation, movement, nourishment, community support, and uh, pay attention to the ones who already love you. Because they have a lot, a lot to help you. I love you. We care for you. And 
we hope to see your website, your book, your trailer, your PBS appearance, or your own TV station. Thank you. Oh